This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, hey welcome to Splash Pages, powered by the Dorkin Podcast Network. We have a kick-ass show for you. And as always, well, I keep on forgetting. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard. Velvet Joker. How's it going, bud? It's going, it's going as usual. Here we are every Tuesday night on the award-winning Splash Pages of Comic Book Club podcast. And we're here to have a good time tonight. We're going to take it way back to my youth and another guy's youth who's over here or over there, over there, over there. I don't know. Anyway, um, so what we're talking about is the She-Hulk. The savage? Nope. The sensational She-Hulk. The John Byrne error. Versus the TV show on Disney Plus, two episodes. Cutscene. <laughs> Mr. Drew. Yeah, I'm just here for the inevitable crossover event between us and Retro Octopus and all the other shows. It's going to be a crisis of infinite nerds. Oh, yeah. Jar Jar. Hey, so. As uh, uh, Rich said, we're going way, way back, but not as far back as I went, because I went all the way back to Savage She-Hulk. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, sensational speed reading. Hell yeah. And the most awesome from Retro Redoctopus himself, Parasite Steve. Oh, he's, he's oh, oh, hey, hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, sorry, I don't know what happened there. Um, hey, how's it going? I'm ready to talk some sensational She-Hulk with uh, y'all. You Thank you just, for having me on. Do you guys just keep You're very pushing welcome. that? It's You're sensational. Very it's so, it's so, it's so sensational. It's sensational. It's sensational. That doesn't even make sense, but I said Definitely it. Definitely not savage. Oh. <laughs> it. She is kind of a savage. You know, Jar Jar, I, I don't think it's a terrible thing, personally, that you read the, the older book. I've never read the Savage book. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about why it failed and got rebooted completely differently. Oh, because it was horrible. At some point. 
absolutely I, like, out there. the the writer like explained everything in every single panel like was like and every trope was thrown at you you had like bad guy with a pet snake uh who also had an underground lair who like the father was like going after didn't know his daughter was it's like oh my god can we please write something original and but maybe back then that was i don't know i wasn't there back then so maybe it was original back then but like oh my god it felt like every trope was used for this and oh oh so zero crowbars for set no <laughs> i won't say zero because the art was kind of interesting but yeah. Well, interesting indeed. Uh, you know, we talked about this prior, but the the uh, creation of She-Hulk is just so friggin' ridiculous. It's like mm-hmm. so. So, for those that don't know, uh, in Savage uh, She-Hulk number one, um, uh, she's a uh, a lawyer. She's going out trying to figure out, uh, you know, where the bad guys are. Essentially, uh, she gets shot in the back. And Bruce Banner, her cousin, instantly goes, she needs a blood transfusion. Yeah. Not like, you know, not Runs like. through. Like... <laughs> Ooh, there, there's, there's I'm a... going to do this. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it was. But I mean, no, no, like, oh, it... trying to get the bullet out or trying mm-hmm. to, like, seal the wound. Just instantly. Straight blood... to the transfusion. Oh, yeah. Yep. Transfusion. yeah. Never mind, like she called her cousin doc the whole time like, <laughs> like it's all right yeah and she's like doc 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 i'm like hold on bruce would be okay like some weird cousin you are related like, yeah i'm like but doc i'm like that yeah. sounds so un- impersonal i was mm-hmm. like i don't understand what's going on in this at all you know what? This brings up an excellent point that I've learned in the Marvel Universe is you cannot accept any blood given in the Marvel Universe because it's the chance. Oh, definitely full, don't. It's full of gamma radiation or something. It's the same thing with Spider-Man. That one time mm-hmm. Aunt May needed a blood transfusion. Peter's like, oh, I'll do it. Doesn't think, my God, my blood is irradiated and could Thank kill you. this old woman. And mm-hmm. then, oh, how convenient. There is an isotope that can help her. But mm. oh, the Sinister Six! Has, I was like, oh boy, there's a lot of Marvel, <laughs> the House of Coincidences. Yeah, comics, uh, <laughs> comics back then, you know, hey, you know, it, it, you know, comics are comics. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, we even it's... read that in the Flash and Superman when, uh, like, they just came up with like Aquaman can send out his mind to a space fish that talks to Flash, <laughs> so Flash now knows what's going on. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Hey, Leo, yeah. um, I, I feel kind of like a, we have to let our, our viewers know. Um, I, mean, I invited Steve on the show because I learned that he's a big fan of She-Hulk as well as I am. And uh, we, we got introduced to Steve um, over at Terrificon, um, where we all had a table and we were promoting the Dorkening Podcast Network. And uh, apparently Mr. Van Sampson not only has a podcast, but he is a writer. And uh, he has a new book. It's what's that? Black honey, blood honey. Tell us about it, Stephen. Oh, thanks, uh, Rich. I wasn't going to even talk to it. But talk well, about it. Okay. I, I thought it didn't well, introduce our viewers to you and your personality and what you're sure, all about. Sure. 
Yeah, well, uh, you know, I uh, I am a guy who does some stuff, um, but I uh, I do have a new book coming out. Pretty cool. Uh, so it's actually my first short story collection. That's all my stories. It is called Black Honey. The full title is Black Honey and Other Unsavory Things. And uh, that is uh, a little deeper. Black Honey and Other Unsavory Things. Oh, now, now I feel good. Sold. <laughs> um, sold. Uh, yeah. So we just released uh, the 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 publisher Roughhouse Publishing just released a teaser for it this week, so we can officially talk about it. And uh, I did have a couple early re reviews uh, have been posted to the interwebs, and they have been very positive. So I thank um, my amazing author friends and readers, uh, Pete Dudar and Ashley. Great house who uh, were the first two who have finished it. And uh, yeah, hopefully it's out this uh, this fall is the plan. We're going to be doing a pre-order at some point in the next month or so. Uh, so stay tuned. Follow me on uh, Facebook at least. And that's where I pretty much post the most if you want to check that out. And yes, Retro Reductibus. I, I you know, I, I, I want to believe somebody out there who's in the chat room has heard of us because I have been on a couple of times. We have done stuff. We have been with the network for like three years, four. No, not four, two or three years anyway. But yeah, I am just so psyched to be on here tonight talking about one of my one of my favorite, favorite this? comics of all time. Uh, definitely one of my favorite runs uh, for sure. The burn era of sensational She-Hulk back in the the early 80s oh so so good so good so uh we're going to be doing this in uh two parts tonight we're going to be talking about john byrne and uh next week we're talking about who's the artist dan slot dan slot sorry writer sorry, my bad my bad well, john byrne is a writer artist yeah yes, yes. double trouble and <laughs> it's so funny you know uh, when you see such things as you know creators being both the writer and the artist pulling the double duty. Cause I feel like you don't really see too much these days. A lot of the times it's one and done, but John was really one of those experience sections where his career was full of a lot of highs. I mean, it was had its controversies, of course. I mean, he liked to, he liked to, to, to pick a couple of squabbles, let's say in the comic book world. Um, but you can't mistake how, how fantastic his line work was and especially you know the detail i mean you know you you're talking to the guy who did the man of steel for dc he did days of future past with chris claremont for the x-men mm -hmm. you know he, he did the first, fantastic four he did the fantastic four he did the first arc of hellboy see the destruction with mike mignola i mean i think he also did some sort of star trek crossover at one point um I mean, he did. He's done a lot of work, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I know this especially because I got to meet him. I was very fortunate to meet him in the con, and he's exactly as you imagine—just gruff old man with a beard. It's pretty great. So I'm good, Leo. Take it away. Yeah, yeah. Before we go into the book, just want to go over some comic book news. I'm gonna rush through a lot of this since we have a lot to cover tonight. Uh, and if there's anything major of note, just stop me. Uh, but uh, so far, uh, stop him. All right, I'm trying to I'm trying to do the fast forward. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> ben Kingsley added to Wonder Man series as Trevor Slattery. What do you guys uh, think of that? 
Ben Kingsley added to the Wonder Man series. Yeah, yeah he's going to be re reprising his role at, uh, from Iron Man yeah. three. Yeah, Iron Man three. I I was Iron Man three. I was so hope. Yeah, he was in Iron Man three. He was the fake Mandarin, and then he came in Shang Chi. So I was oh, hoping yeah. for him in Shang Chi, which I got. I was very happy. Past that, uh, I don't know if I need more Trevor. He's great, but uh, Wonder Man. Yeah. I mean, like, all right. Uh, I don't even so. know if I need Wonder Man, but no, like, I don't. I don't think anybody does. We're getting Simon but, Williams in something. Well, yeah. they're, they're, they are yeah, they're proving me wrong with all these shows. So, uh, well, not me wrong. I, I've actually enjoyed most I mean, and wanted most of them. But Wonder Man, I'm like... Very well, weird, we, yeah. We got a little taste of that because he showed up in MODOK, voiced by the great Nathan Fillion. Um, but I agree, he's kind of... I don't want to say he's one of the more forgetful Avengers. It's just he doesn't really do a lot. And it's sad because his power set is really awesome. Yeah, his yeah. power set is really awesome. I, I don't uh, even know his power set, to tell you the truth. It's it's just like, you know, comic book bullshit. It's just infinite energy because of reasons. But Ion, Ionic power. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, they had a new buzzword. They're like, oh, it's ions. It's ions. <laughs> well, That's I mean, what we'll, we'll just kind of stick he's, with that. He's, he's battled with Thor, for sure. And uh, he's definitely lost with the Hulk many times. You know, uh, my favorite, uh, my most memorable moment of Wonder Man uh, is actually Avengers Annual number 10. For some reason, that has never left my brain. That is the that is the first appearance of Rogue. Um, and uh, the X-Men guest starred in that issue. It was like a giant size annual. And um, yeah, there's a scene where uh, Rogue tries to she she takes on the Avengers and, you know, she's, she's bad. She's with mystique and she's trying to like impress her. And so she kind of tries to take them all out with her, her powers. And uh, when she taps into wonder man, he just lets her do it. And it like fries her because he's, his power is just like limitless and infinite ions. I don't, I don't know what that means, but that's what it said. And uh, so it just totally fries her. And I, uh, I always thought that was really cool. And for a long time, I was like, oh, Wonder Man's a straight badass. Like, I love Wonder Man. And then, I don't know, I got over it. But I didn't get over She-Hulk. She's still awesome. <laughs> uh, Louie uh, is asking, will the Dorkening be attending New York Comic Con this year? Uh, I, I don't know. if I mean, our network's pretty big, so I, I'm sure somebody from the network's going to be there. But uh, we will not. Uh, no. We are going to be, though, uh, in two weeks at uh, Tidewater Horror Con. I'm writing out all the, uh, the. I was gonna punch it up at the end of the show, so I'm oh, writing out all the stuff right. Oh no, 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 no! I was just letting everybody that know that's Virginia? what I'm doing. I'm actually working over here. Yeah. Oh my god. Was that, was that true? Was that, it's in Virginia, right? The Tidewater. Uh, well, West Virginia, yeah. I think uh, West Virginia. Uh, West North Virginia or Newport News. Not West Virginia, Virginia. Uh, it's in uh, um. Who's heading down there, Leo? Uh, uh, it's the token dead, and then uh, me and Jar Jar. Oh, you guys are on a road trip, yeah. By the way, look at the you know, the, the ginger glasses couple right here. You know, I, I, I keep going around and saying I'm, I'm, I'm Leo's paper thin twin, like I'm, I'm, the, I'm the stick figure. If you know, listen, I stick to the, your what I said on your photo together. I was like, there's a 30% chance they'll die. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, next up is Kate Bishop is confirmed for phase five. We kind of figured that was going to happen. Uh, Jordan Elsass is not returning as Jonathan Kent in Superman and Lois. And I heard he might be done with acting altogether, apparently. Really? Too. Wow. It, it takes a toll on people and some people, you know, it's just not for them, you know. Well, also yeah. being, you know, the, the, the brother that didn't get powers, that must hurt, you know. <laughs> if you think that's bad uh joker sequel only dc film with the official green light (laughs) yeah i I don't even want to talk about that yet i'm the whole concept i'm I'm really having a problem it's like that period in french history where everyone just kept getting killed Fred's like the holy terror or something. It's just guillotine projects. It's like, oh, oh, you're a DC project. You wanna, you wanna, you know, do okay and off with your head, dead. Um, you cost money to make twenty five million. Little off the top. Yeah, <laughs> you got make it in five. So, uh, head writer Jessica Gao is uh, talking about uh, Hulk. Says uh, Gao teased that the Hulk might have some new adventures in the final frontier, saying that everyone's only got to see a tiny bit of his life on Sakaar. Uh, I mean, God sure. knows what the Hulk got up to in those years uh, before then. Bow chicka wow World War Hulk. That's all I'm saying. Let's do this. This is one of the best Hulk storylines. Well, so I know they're saying World War Hulk, but don't you want don't you want Planet Hulk though? Yeah, listen, World Planet Hulk is a much better story. Listen, Let's be real. Listen, either mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. that period of Hulk gotcha. history was awesome. It's mm-hmm. all Greg Pak goodness. I'm all for it, but you know when we're talking about the future of MCU, there's one character I want to see only. I want to see Hercules because we oh. need some dumb. Buddy cop, demigod, goodness. If I get that oh on the show. And, all right, all right, all right. And, and the character they got for Hercules, I absolutely love him. I've, I, I I can never remember his name, but he's uh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, I've watched some of his stand-up. He is friggin' hilarious. Nice. Good. I'm, I'm all for it. I, you know, I've never been a, a Hercules fan, but uh, to be fair, I've never really read much with him. So I, I totally appreciate that he has his fans and I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. I'm not going to say anything bad about him, uh, Drew. Don't, don't worry about it. No, I'm, no, just gonna, no, no. I'm just saying, I just, I just per se, like, I just don't, I'm kind of ambivalent. I'm happy for you though. I, cause I know that you're like not alone. A lot of people are super excited. My, my personal, like I have to have this character in the MCU at some point or I'll, I'll, I'll die mad and crying is is freaking beta ray bill i cannot believe we've had four freaking come on come on how do we have four i mean yeah he had a cameo this is the statue in ragnarok come on right right. this is our chance to see him come back if they do something else with the games like call back previous champions let's get by beast down here let's get beta ray bill has got to be because then we get like his his like Planet Hulk cartoon moment, 
which would be freaking amazing because they're not going to use the Silver Savage. I mean, let's be real. But... Steve, do you, do you really think that they could make Planet Hulk better than the animated version of Planet Hulk that they made? Yeah, I mean, I think that that was a great, fun cartoon. It was, uh, you know, it was too short, of course, and, it, you know, the visuals were decent. But, yeah, I, I think that uh, you could do a lot more with, um, I think, what's her name? I, I always forget her name. Kyara is the the woman he beds the mother of scar kyara i think uh yeah let's 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 meet her let's make her an amazing character the bummer is that i kind of dug the red king he is like just a joffrey type but um i feel like they're probably not gonna do him uh but i i don't know like maybe my hope is that maybe like if he goes back, maybe there's some other section of Sakaar that's just a little bit different. Like in the comic, you know, there was no junk. It wasn't like a planet of junk. You know, you didn't you didn't look around for uh, Eric Idle. Well, until it as got by, until it got destroyed by spores. Mm, the the spikes. Spikes. I see. That's what we need. We need that element. We need the spikes. And I loved the the twist at the end of that amazing greg pack comic of where the spikes were actually coming from i love that but i don't know if you also remember there were um the wildabots they were like a the 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 wild animals on the planet that were the dangerous wild animals weren't animals they were rogue robots that right. were kind of built of whatever you know it was that sort of like old technology that came before forgotten technology we don't know how they built these years ago eons ago like in the dark tower or something um, and uh, they were just the Wildabots, and that, that was a fun element. There's a lot of amazing elements in Planet Hulk. I would love it. I mean, I loved Ragnarok, but it was just a taste, so I'm happy he's going back. I will counter what you just said with also, it could be a great way to introduce Silver Surfer, because you had that fight. The I mean, and I would love it. I don't it, think right? that they will, but I, I mean, I would love that. I would have no problem with that. I would be super happy. I love the Silver Savage. I think it's the wrong way to introduce the character in the first place. Um, I like he was so that appearance was so amazing because it was the Silver Surfer. And like that is not that's not a character you think of with in conjunction with the Hulk, really. It, it was such a random character that they chose. And it was, you know, such a powerful beloved character that it would you know it had weight and you know it was just a really awesome scene with him so, uh, fighting him but louis rexus brought up a really good point how can they do world war hulk in the mcu uh with the universal uh dispute the, the rights run out and i think next year or the year after the rights are running out that's probably why they're doing such a build-up now yeah yeah and, and i will also say if we can get an alligator Loki, I would like a, a, a throg, please. I yeah. think that would be yes. the most random, he was, hilarious thing. Little he frog. was in the jar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did see he was him in the jar. In yeah. Trying to get super the hammer. excited when that happened. I was, mm -hmm. I was literally leaping <laughs> yeah. from my chair. You were leaping from your chair. Leaping. Mm -hmm. They even got a Funko of that. I know. Of the frog yeah, form? yeah, and I think he's yeah, in a jar in the Funko. Oh, that's so good. I love that Loki. Loki was still one of my favorite shows of, of, of the bunch. I, I loved. Yeah. Loki. So, um, next item on my list is uh, there are two people rumored to be playing Reed Richards. Right. Right. Uh, Jamie Dornan and Penn okay. 
Bagley or Badgley. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. I have never seen either of these guys in anything. I will I will say that the second guy you mentioned looks more like Reed to me. Yeah. Although he is he is a little bit young. Well, if they're, you know, they said I could have sworn they said they're not doing an origin story, but you would still want him fairly young. Okay. Can I a friend of mine proposed this great idea for fantastic for a fantastic horror movie? And I mm -hmm. thought it was it was brilliant. It was the idea that the movie starts in the '60s, mm -hmm. and you do like some cosmic rays level shit, and then like there's like a time warp. So they end up in the again time, still very in that '60s mode. You got that cultural like getting back on track kind of thing, but then you also have that old school values, that that old school thing, and then you can still introduce Doctor Doom. When mm -hmm. I was like, wow, that's genius because you have the yeah. sixth sensibility with the look and everything. You have the modern day Marvel. You've got the thing where you get you can have the jokes and it's not just classic Marvel. Like, hey, here's a dark moment. Let me just put some jokes in there because, you right. know, nobody can handle darkness. I was like, yes, because Disney movies don't believe in dark moments. <laughs> Checks other Disney. <laughs> um, I, I just honestly, I was so pumped to see John Krasinski in as reed richards and mm -hmm. i know how we've established it in the multiverse you can be the same character but different so i was like yes that should be how multiverse theory is but okay um i think again let's, let's go um yep we gotta be kang man and there is that line in multiverse of madness that when uh krasinski shows up strange says like weren't you a group in the 60s and I know that you can take that as like, oh, you're the Beatles or something, the Fab Four or whatever. Yeah. But um, it also works like, but what if he was literally remembering that they were a thing in the 60s? And, you know, because well, I, I, I think it's a great idea. I've heard this before, too, and I think it's a great idea. I, I think that it's a way to declutter uh, as well. You say, like, let's do the first movie in the 60s and then maybe there's a way that yeah they do a time jump or something uh just like same same thing with captain america one you know first avengers same thing i think it's a great idea and you can concentrate on just them and set up dr doom and you could say dr doom didn't get a time jump he's been here watching waiting getting older getting more bitter gathering up his resources whatever but that the team maybe did the jump and they're still youthful and stuff. Um, there's a lot of a lot of ways to play with that. I do like that idea. Yeah, I, 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 but you know, I just uh, imagine Doom sitting there, just good, good, yes, good, yes, Louis wants to know our thoughts about Drew Powell from Gotham as Ben Grimm. Fine, I'm fine with that. Uh, who who is that one? Uh, uh, he played Grundy. Oh, okay. Did not see. I saw that post today. Uh, he looked okay. I, I'm unfamiliar with the actor, but uh, I don't know. I, I yeah, liked Gotham. I treated it as an Elseworld. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to refrain from saying anything because we're trying to get to talking about the show. <laughs> After the show, if you want to talk about, about Gotham, I have some thoughts. <laughs> I'm sorry, but 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 having uh, uh, 
Pee Wee Herman back as the. the... Uh, yeah. Was... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. There were good things, but there were also a lot of bad things. And Leo, oh, yeah. please, no, no, I hundred percent agree. Couple other hey. things. The watcher on uh, Twitter says the Marvel Netflix canon debate will no longer exist after She-Hulk. It is the same Matt, just softly rebooted and a time skip. Okay. And uh, let's see. And exclusive, there is a Marvel Studios employee whose job it is to trace the timeline of everything. <laughs> I would like to volunteer. I would love to be. I know. Uh, how do you get that job? No I would fail miserably. Do, do we I have the Hunger Games style this? Because I'll kill people. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I vote for Drew to be in that position. He, yeah. he is the like Encyclopedia Britannica for us. Yeah, I'm literally the walking Pokedex. I've become the Mark Grunenwald of this show. Like, did that happen in the comics? I was like, yes, it did. You don't need to know. I know. I've read it. <laughs> Uh, and uh, last two items, Marvel is open to casting Henry Cavill, from what I've read. And uh, since we're talking She-Hulk, I'm assuming everybody saw episode two. Yes. Yes. Is Didn't Wolverine... read the books, right? But I saw the show. <laughs> is Wolverine okay. confirmed? Supposedly. I mean, obviously. I mean, yeah, we knew he's coming. Yeah, but, okay, so what I'm hearing is Henry Cavill... As Razorback, right? That's what you're saying, Leo? Oh, my God. That'd be the best. That would be <laughs> the best casting he could possibly do. Yes. 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 <laughs> Full costume, comic accurate costume. Henry Cavill handsomeness in the front. Oh, my God. That character would slay. Wow. I, I, th I just blew Steve Mon right there. He just like, <laughs> yeah. I think you blew more than his mind. You might yeah, want to check honestly. his pants. <laughs> you want to take five and, and change the shorts or something, buddy? Because, damn. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm just going to write it out. In, in, in nerdness, in, in kind of like a, a nerd nerd esque, did anybody, has anybody seen the movie Nope yet? Yes. Not yet. I'm planning on watching it. Soon. I've heard. I've heard mixed things. I heard some people said it was good, just unexpected. Some people was like, eh. Some people really liked it. I, I, I thought it was a really it. interesting spin on the typical UFO sci-fi type. It was weird. I liked it. Well, yeah, I it. That's it's why good. I'm going to check it out. Uh, I I haven't been too impressed with uh, uh, the... Jordan the, Yeah, his, I was telling Leo over the weekend. I forget the name of the first one there that got like get out. really get out. yeah. Get out. Get out, I Jeremy. I liked it. No, get Don't out. get me wrong, but the, it wasn't original at all. It was uh, Stepford Wives and and the Skeleton Key mashed together. Like, like don't get me wrong. I understood the what it was trying to tell the story and why, mm -hmm. but like I was. Everybody like made it so big, and when I went to see it, I was like, "Okay, it was good, but I'm not writing home to anybody about this." That's how I felt about us. I was Same like, thing. It was fine, you know. I got the uh, Super Pets. That was good. That was so good. Did, uh, did any of you show. see Super Pets? No. I have. 
I, I would Almost love that to drive into. We did jump on the, the Pluther last night, Leo, and uh, yeah. we checked out uh, Me Time with uh, Mark Wahlberg and um, and I always forget his name. He's a little short comedian. Uh, uh, yeah, that really narrows it down. Yeah, we oh, Kevin Hart. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that short. Wow, okay. little short comedian. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Hart, I'm sure, like, oh, yeah. if Kevin Hart was watching, he would have loved that comment. Oh, and Samaritan's available already. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to see that. Yeah. yeah. The trailer looked pretty decent. Yeah, I was like, man, everybody's getting this superhero movie. I also, I know on um, on Leo that you put up Arc, Arc Enemy, that uh, superhero movie that um, Joe Magliello did. That I heard was very comic book based. I want to check that out too. Nice. Um, What's yeah, that based I, off of? Yeah, just if anyone sees it, let me know because I've been I'm so behind on movies because life life finds a way. But yeah, I heard I, I saw the trailer. I was like, this works. I was like, this Steel meets Kingdom Come Superman story right here, you know. I was like Stallone swinging a hammer. I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah. Fine. But what uh, was Leo? Well, no, I mean, just uh, Super Pets, I'm just going to say one thing. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Guinea Pigs. Holy shit. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, oh, Leo, I have to ask, since you've seen Super Pets, um, number one, you know, for the, for the for our female counterparts, um, do we have any animal death in the, in, in the show? No animal deaths. Uh, okay. But, the, there is this kitty cat, this little itty bitty kitten that is totally psychotic. It is freaking hilarious. Oh yeah, okay. All she right. she goes, oh I'm cute and adorable and I'm gonna murder you. It is like, it's hilarious. It's cuter when it she sounds does like it. it sounds like the kind That's of pet cute when Leo does. <laughs> okay, She Hulk by John Byrne. Who yes. likes you guys have talk? fun. Uh, no, I didn't read it. I suck. Look at just the cover. Okay, now this is your second chance. You didn't buy my book this time. I'm going to come to your house and rip up all your X-Men. You know, it's the the funny thing, what I, I like, is that I feel like everybody always assumes that Deadpool was like the first character to break the fourth wall. And it, right. from what it tells me, it's really not true. No. Like in some way, I, I feel like Deadpool and She-Hulk kind of debuted around a similar time. Mm, where Nope. 10 years difference. Oh, Ten years yeah. difference. Sorry. And, um, and Deadpool didn't become funny at first. He wasn't no, even Deadpool start. was a totally different character when right, he was created. Yeah, he was just an, an assassin. An assassin, yeah. Yeah. Now, Leo, you what year is this? 80. Which oh, Lifefield can take no credit yeah. in. So well, she came about 80, so I guess I guess sensational probably wasn't 80. Oh, 85. 85. Okay. So Savage was 80, then that failed miserably. Nobody liked her, and she just kind of wallowed in obscurity. And then yeah. John Byrne was doing Fantastic Four, and he had this uh, idea where he's like, hey. I kind of want the thing to go on sabbatical. And so I want a, the thing to go away. I need a new strong guy. What if we use She-Hulk? And so he was the first one in Fantastic Four to use She-Hulk and make her, her, you know, 
what became her personality where she's funny and she's talking to the talking to the camera breaking the fourth wall and all that stuff that was all from fantastic four and then they ended up offering him a book to do after a few years later because people loved her in that right but yeah the first the first book that you read jar jar is not well liked no, uh, actually, to build off that, uh, this guy, Barry Dutter, who uh, actually sells in my comic groups now, and, and he's quite uh, well known for the selling in the groups, but um, he, back when uh, She-Hulk came out, hated She-Hulk so much, he used to write in all the time, and I forget who did it, but they, they created a character for him called Dutta. And they really? killed him off. He's the jailer in. Uh, I'm trying to look up the exact. He was the jailer for She-Hulk. Uh, he, he gets killed off right away, but like, it, he comes back in later, of course, because everybody does. But yeah, like this dude Barry Dutter. He he's. Uh, uh, I've sent him the book that he, he debuted in to like sign it for me, and like he sent it back. It was great. It's kind of funny <laughs> stuff. That's Boy. really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, this is a classic cover, I think. Such a funny joke really sets the tone. Um, if you didn't know what you were getting into, it's like, there you go. <clears throat> so great. And then this this is this joke, this cover is echoed in the last issue, which I, I don't remember what it went to. It was 50 or more than 50. I can't remember what the last one is, but the final issue echoes that joke. And she's basically like, all right. We had a deal. Hand over your X-Men. Uh, so uh, She-Hulk uh, went from... Uh, where did it pop? Where did it go? 1989 to 1994. Uh, it was 60 issues. Okay. And uh, from what I read, uh, John Byrne did the first eight, and then he came back, I think, around issue 40. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, he's always busy with projects, so you know, you can you only can spread yourself so thin. Right. Um, yeah. I, I didn't remember that the Fantastic Four came first before this. Yeah. Yeah. Um because I, I have definitely have clear memories of that mm -hmm. and whole run in that taking over for the thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, see, this is that's a really great shot. Uh, go back one, Leo. She's talking to the right there, she's talking to the thing on the phone. So she knows them and they come up. Uh, you know, Reed makes an appearance in one of the issues and stuff um, yep. because, she, you know, she knows them from that run. Mm -hmm. You know what was really nice is that you're, you're reading the comic and it's just kind of nice to... There's Henry Cavill right there. Yeah, I told you. Um, call, it, listen, I'm just saying, if it happens, oh my God, I called it. Um, <laughs> let, let me, uh, bring up your... your Should I again, Steve? What's that? See, oh, show yeah. it again. oh show, show it. It was kind of weird on this page. Like, uh, oh, oh, there, there we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> that would be one bad. of the silliest comics, comic costumes of all time. He's just a big, big American uh, long haul trucker dude who wears a uh, a boar costume and he's just razor back. And his uh, superpower is just basically being huge and uh, being able to operate any machine. Because that's how mutant powers would work. He's a mutant. He's a mutant, but that's basically what he does. So. 
tapped into the matrix for fucking and how like, to guides. Highly employable man. Like everybody in this book, they're mm -hmm. all characters I just didn't know. Like when I read this, because I've had this book for a long time, since probably the early 90s, I guess, when I first read it. And uh, I didn't know anybody. I Like all of these characters, I'm like, who are they? Who are these people that she's fighting? And for the longest time, I thought that like, oh, they must be just from this. And they made up these weirdo characters for them to fight. And nope. it's like her first her first uh, arc, which lasts, I think, three issues. They fight the headmen, which uh, Rich mentioned, and they are from the Defenders. And yeah. it's like, wow, I, I can't believe these wackos. They're so bizarre. But that's that's really what Byrne did. He's like, he's like, all right, there are a lot of weird shit that we've tried and have, have not worked as a company. And uh, I'm just going to use all of those because no one else is gonna. So I'll just pick up that plot line and just run with it here. And it just became like the ultimate like showcase of D-listers. And um, so honestly, you know, with the show, we're getting Daredevil, which is like, amazing that's a really good guest star we could be getting stilt man like although we are getting Frogman, which is pretty perfect Frogman. but I, I i'd actually prefer to get all those other ones instead of daredevil oh yeah, yeah like that was kind of like like uh in the harley quinn show it's kind of cool seeing like kite man and mm -hmm. everybody hanging out it's like oh okay cool right yeah it's i haven't seen that show i know everybody loves it but that does seem to be a similar thing like that they're doing is what burn did with this she hulk run but uh a yeah very more, cool uh adult oriented but yes. gotcha <laughs> well, actually a lot more adult oriented but and yes. i it's, it's interesting how Byrne even connects, like the classic Hulk. He even mentions how they, in, in his early part of his career, dabbled with the circus of crime, and that was a true to the comics. So he was just kind of paying homage over there. Mm, like he really knew what happened. Really, really cool. Also, uh, like some of the villains that are in this are just like the most visually bonkers, but so comic booky. I mean, like. Uh, there's this guy he's uh, i think it's issue five um she she keeps alluding to various uh she keeps drawing lines of comparison depending on the issue to what happened in her cousin's book and like on that cover right there she says like oh boy cousin bruce sure when uh sure put up with a lot of weirdos in his second issue so it's like oh what, what am i gonna get in my second issue she's constantly talking about being in a comic and by issue five there's this character and she's like oh crap well uh he Bruce fought Dr. Doom in his fifth issue. I hope I don't get Dr. Doom. And they kind of allude to it in the fourth issue. They're like, oh, he's, he wouldn't come on this, come in this weirdo book, right? Would he, right? And so then you're like, oh, well, maybe we're going to see Dr. Doom. You don't get Dr. Doom, but Dr. You, do get a, you do get a doctor. You get Dr. Bong. I, I assume... <laughs> I, I assume that's Jar Jar's favorite character of all time. Hey. If you got that far, you would have been. He didn't but, even get that far. Jar Jar the cover one. You had a week, man. I read the... I, dude, Drew, today, right before the show is when I found out that I was reading the wrong I love, comic. I'm sorry, Jeremy, one second. I love this image. It is just so fucking funny. Which uh, one? Codeman burn? Yes, really? yes. 
I posted this earlier in the week. I, I love, I love this panel or last weekend. I love this so much. It's so freaking hilarious. She just yells at John Byrne at all times. Every time there's something that's just too stupid. Yeah. And I, again, I just think that it's really great that you have this book because it reminds you that there was a time when comics were just fun. Yes. You know, they didn't take himself so seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, you have just madcap weirdness. Because let's just uh, acknowledge something. The Marvel Universe is a weird fucking place. There's a oh, lot sure, of sure, sure, yeah, yeah, of course. And like you said, Steve, like the, this book saw a lot of these underutilized characters. And like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to shed a light on the weird. Mm -hmm. You know, let's give mm -hmm. them a little time in the spotlight before we put them back in the toy box that essentially is the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. it's... Great. You know, you have I mean, the whole build up there and it all just and you get Mysterio. You get people Mysterio. <laughs> love it. Love it. I mean, like it's Mysterio. I as a kid now, that was the only character besides like Spider-Man that I knew. I was like, oh my god, it's Mysterio. Like, you know, everybody else I had no idea, but that was so anyway. I just I just want to point out too, like you're saying, like, okay, book totally doesn't take itself seriously. It's it's totally a farce, it's a parody of superheroes, it's a parody of comics. It's a it's it's a commentary on how women were used in comics and how you know they're just always used as sex symbols and all this stuff. And she just throws all these, you know, cliches. You know, she she throws it in the face of these cliches. So a lot of it wasn't serious. Some of it was. The the one thing that gets me about the burn run is the artwork was always taken seriously. He never he ne it never felt like he was drawing a silly book. He really took it as seriously as he possibly could. This stuff, uh, this is just classic John Byrne. I love his run on Uncanny, like, so much. And, uh, like, look at just this page here, the facial expressions that he's doing. I mean, this is just a one-page sight gag. Uh, at this point in the story, we believe that she's had her head cut off. And she tells, she doesn't know what to do. She's like, well, I, I, I can't really participate in the story, so I'm just going to talk to the camera and tell a few bad jokes. And then... Somehow she gets somebody through a pie at her face. Like it's just the most out there thing, but the artwork is always incredible. And I love, I love the way he accomplished curly hair, her hair. Like if you really look at it, it's, it's just like, how, how did you have patience to do this much on every panel? And he can do everything. He, you know, some, some artists aren't good at background. Some artists aren't good mm -hmm. at, coming up with interesting angles or they can't draw feet. <laughs> now, John Byrne has no problem with feet. He clearly, uh, he clearly drew a lot of those, but like uh, angles, backgrounds, you know, you don't see a lot of panels where it's just no background at all because I got lazy and I, I didn't feel like drawing a background there. Um, just a, a, a very strong grasp of anatomy um, a very strong grasp at uh, characterization. The, the faces that he would draw looked like the characters that they always were. Like She-Hulk has a very, very distinct face. She has a very distinct jawline. She has that very square, like, like you know, 50s sex symbol sort of starlet jaw, um, which I think that I, I do think that they played up a little bit with the CG model in the show. I think that Tatiana, uh, what's her last name? Mosley? Tatiana Maslany, she doesn't quite have that same jawline. I felt like they were kind of, kind of trying to get there, like halfway maybe to the the burn jaw, but like just an incredible uh, sense of a lot of different things that just makes 
makes classic comics great because the stories weren't always great, but sometimes the art really was, and you're there for just the experience and it is silly and it is cheesy, but this, uh, this had like some of the best art and some of the most intentional comedy. Um, I just, I just love it so much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, I, I don't and, know how you, you younger guys feel about it, but um, as, a, as a, a young man uh, reading this, uh, I think this is the first super heroine that was written so charmingly that I think I think that was like my first secret girlfriend or something. Mm. Um, and, and reading it now as an adult and, and rereading the way Byrne wrote it, I can see the charm that he wrote and, and what that would have attracted me to me as a young man so and, uh, uh-huh. interesting also, seeing that from a different perspective and also just to, to give credit to burn you know you have all the textbook things of female characters at one point she's essentially in her underwear um oh yeah her clothes are ripped off and she's in a bra but it's not like you know she's rocking triple d's and rod provocative poses she's still fighting hard she's throwing the punches she's still a character and she even just had like right there look you even have a scene where she's basically in a, in a daredevil-esque leotard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but again, it's it's okay, but it's not her only character. She's still She-Hulk. She's still Jennifer Walters, and she's still doing her thing. It's just, yes, you know, it's like, hi, we know what our fan base is like, but we're doing it on our own terms, which you got to appreciate because I feel like especially now... You know, they really do play up the sex fantasy. Like, it's 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 kind of like how every character, I think, who Jim Lee draws is at least an H cup. And every dude has, you know, chiseled abs. I'm like, my God, Jim, just please draw someone with a B cup. Please. I know you can do it. God, <laughs> but, you know, again, it's, again, it's nice to see it because she's a strong character and yes, you play up the "quote unquote" sex appeal. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only thing in the book. Like right. you let story carry her, and her figure. And the other thing too that I would say on that point is that she owned it in a way that other characters didn't. Like you, you know, to your point of you know, it wasn't her only character trait. That's a big thing right there. But she was very like self possessed, very sexual, very like in charge of every, you know if she was dating somebody like I remember that guy Wyatt Wingfoot in the fantastic four, mm-hmm. she's dating yeah. this guy. And like, he was like a, like big, strong buff superhero looking guy uh, who's like six, five, but still shorter than her. And mm-hmm. at all times she saved him. And like, right, he, he was, no powers. he was fine with it. Like, you know, so it was, it was also about showing that that's okay too like there wasn't this like power struggle there wasn't this like oh i'm, I'm constantly embarrassed because my girlfriend keeps saving me and she's just a girl it's like no no uh she's amazing like she can save me any day of the week like look at her like i, I she's great um so I, I think that there is there is something really great about that about how you know this character was you know yes scantily clad from time to time but then she'd complain about the fact that she was scantily clad and of course the readers just want to see it like there's there's a uh, a cover where they're there you know i guess it's supposed to be john Byrne. you see a hand holding her a jump rope 
on the cover and she's naked and she's covering herself up with a newspaper and she's like what the hell is this and and the guy talking is you just see the speech bubble and he's like he's like well our demanders are uh, no our readers demanded it you have to you have to do 200 jump ropes come on get jumping shulky and yeah there you go and she's just like uh She's like, this is ridiculous. So it's it's very much poking fun at how ridiculous we are. And then they did in the interior, they it actually paid off. Like she actually jump ropes naked. But she complains the whole time about how ridiculous and demeaning it is. So I don't know. It's 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 a lens, it's a mirror. Um, and I think that uh, you know, it, it's I, I don't I don't know if I would say it's it's feminist at all, but it's definitely like on that track where it's 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 starting to empower uh, women in a really positive way um, while showing us how ridiculous we are as as men because we are. Yeah. But hey, you know, I mean, who I, you, you really want? You really gonna complain about being saved by She-Hulk? Like you re really? Like re okay, I'm not. But hey. Uh, I just want to bring this up real quick. Go, Drew. I was just going to say, I, to his credit, this scene is hilarious. You have her in, with her red outfit, and they ask, oh, how, how did that not fall apart and, and whatnot? And she was like, look inside. It's the comics code. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> well, also, also her back and forth with this character, Wheezy. That, Wheezy. Yeah. Uh, and, and she explains, you know, the whole age thing, you know, she can mm -hmm. also break the fourth wall and how, uh, she hope will always be 31, but her and her husband grew old. Her husband passed away because she wasn't used in comics. It was, uh, right. She was a yeah. golden age character, a real golden age character. That's another one that as a kid, I thought they were making up and it actually wasn't until this time. I just was rereading it last week, um, that I looked this character up. It's like, Oh, I remember this. I remember Wheezy and, and I uh, looked her up. It's like, no, the blonde phantoms uh, from the 40s. She was uh, very much a real character. And Marvel acquired her and um, at some point and, you know, just didn't use her. So it's like, oh, well, what happens when, you know, you, you don't appear in comics? Oh, you, you grow old and uh, eventually you die of, of pancreatic cancer sometimes. I absolutely love this issue. The fifth issue here. So uh, funny. Saturdays. Yes. Oh yeah. That, well, I mean, and then and then the thing being is it again. This took certain ideas and did it in a way that I enjoy. In terms of it was almost like you you have a remake, but you made it true to um, Shield. Like you had the whole thing with Doctor uh, Bong, you know. Which I had to be honest with you, just saying it out loud is such a stupid fucking villain name. But whatever. <laughs> um, he has um, a bell for a head, man. Right. Everything about him is stupid. The, the Bong. The whole plot was essentially like that John Ritter movie where he's trapped. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. There you go. Stay tuned. It's basically a Marvel version of Stay Tuned. It is. And it works. And you're enjoying the whole story. But it, again, the way he did it is yes, this is clearly uh, kind of referencing that but on my terms. And I mm -hmm. think that's, that's the thing is you can borrow ideas from things, you know, but you have to make it yours. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think John did so great with these first eight issues is it would just be easy to make Jennifer Walters a sassy female Hulk, but he made her 
She-Hulk. He made her her own character way more than Savage She-Hulk did. And there's a reason that this became like the blueprint for what a lot of people like Dan Slott would add on to because she was real. It wasn't just, Mm -hmm. again, hi, this is just a green bimbo for Mm -hmm. pinup and fanboys to just whatever, right? you know? In in this run, do do She-Hulk and Jennifer uh, Walters there share the same psyche? Or are they yes. separate? Like, okay, because that's in Savage She-Hulk, that was annoying as fuck. Like, Savage She-Hulk was definitely more aware and stuff than the original. <laughs> but, like, they they were still two separate psyches. And it was no. like... But the, 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 at times she was like, oh, this is my father and stuff. But, like, still, <laughs> it, it was very not good. Not good. <laughs> He looks like RoboCop. Oh, I wonder why. Exactly the point. <laughs> Did so, Marvel so... have the rights at that time? No, no, no. It's, it, put the panel back, Leo, with RoboCop. Uh, just real quick, I just wanted to go over, over to Cameo. I mean, because so, that uh, looks so much like RoboCop. They had, had to have oh, yeah. rights at that time, didn't they? So, yeah. so we, we got Mighty Mouse. Uh, we have the Three Stooges. Uh, we have uh, this leads Flintstones. into Those two probably everybody had the rights, so. It's a yabba dabba do time. Yeah, but it's, 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 everyone's got a different name. Like here, they're the Stonesteins instead of the Flintstones. Everyone's yeah. got a slightly different name. And then this is the Jetsons. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the houses and. Oh, uh, oh I well, see the houses, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, they also mention, uh, where the hell was it? Uh Right there. Yeah. Uh, my wife, Jane, and our son, Elroy. Oh, our boy, Elroy. Jane, uh, his yeah. wife. And then and Jar Jar, extra the, ro- the, the Robocop, they, they call, just call him Robot Cop. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. They're, well, I know they easy, have the rights to him at some point because there was definitely a Robocop comic put out yeah. by Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leo, remind me what else. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I believe this is um, Yogi Bear. That's totally Yogi Bear, and that's Morocco yep. Mole. Oh, oh, what? Where's where? Where's it's right there. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Oh, yeah, no, no, that so that that is actually uh, Mr. Magoo. Yes, oh, oh, oh look at and that. Then, it's the fez threw me off. That's yep, crazy. and then uh, yeah, Elmer Bugs Fudd, Bunny. Bugs Bunny, yeah, Elmer yeah. Fudd. Oh, yeah, yep. And there we go, Castle Grayskull. Oh, Castle Grayskull. Yeah, there you go. Nice try. And uh, is that Scooby Doo? They must have not had the rights to cat or to He Man because that's yeah. It looks like Mickey Mouse and Scooby Doo crammed as a final panel, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because I think that's when it's kind of wrapping up. I don't think there are any after that. See, that looks like Steamboat Willie. And this was another character I looked up because I'm like, okay, is Dr. Bong from something? And he's from Howard the Duck, which is why he has a, a duck, lady duck servant who's oh, just yeah. inexplicably oh, French. He was apparently from Howard the Duck comics. Like this page, I read the entire thing. It's amazing. Oh my God. Like scroll down. Yeah. She literally rips through the pages of the comic to get away from him. And there are so many jokes written in the fake pricing of all the stuff and a lot of it is uh there's a 
there's a running gag on the X books. There's a good, good catch there, Louis. It's uh, good, good stuff. One at one point, it even says, "Wow, you're actually reading this. Like, I can't believe you're not just flipping to the next page." Another X title, sixty million zillion billion dollars, even for the ones that haven't come out yet. Alan Davis does such great babes, hubba hubba. <laughs> oh, good. Really, isn't this the guy who does the funny drawings in in the margins in Mad Magazine? Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, Electra Assassin, one to four, lots and lots of money. <laughs> I love the uh, under Nightcrawler. It says an X book, an X book, one thousand dollars each, coverless, all the coupons clipped. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like what the prices are now. My God. <laughs> so good. But yeah, they really had a good time with this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, it was just a great, weird book. Even when you yeah. had the stuff with Razorback, you yeah. know, like, like you, you know for a fact, you will never see the MCU do that, which is sad wow. because mm. it'd be hilarious. But... You know, it's Star just, Trek. again, silly Marvel fun. It doesn't need mm-hmm. to be a tie-in. It doesn't need to be apocalyptic, world-ending stuff. You know, it's just comics. It's right. embracing I, the weird. I do think that this is technically how Deadpool could really work well in the MCU if he turned into the the person that did this just uh not just breaking the fourth wall but making fun of everything going through everything picking up weird characters that you you know it could in this case it could be an actor yeah you could be well yeah it could be the new stan lee but he could also just poke fun at all the silliness but also pick up all these like little characters that were in one scene and one thing or whatever and but steve and and just a credit to piggyback on. oh there he is to piggyback. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Unintentionally timed, kids. But the, the point being with that, Steve, it always falls onto creators. You know, mm-hmm. like personally, Deadpool has always been one of my favorite Marvel characters, but not everybody writes him well. Because mm-hmm. people forget that it's one thing to be funny, but it's another thing to be funny with a point. Like, it's very easy to write yeah. is reference, 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 reference everywhere, which is very annoying. But if mm-hmm. you have an idea of how to do Deadpool, mm-hmm. you know, similar to like Leo and Rich, we've read like Jerry Dugan's run, which was a very tragic way. He was serious, but he had no problem making jokes and references. But, you know, he's a very fucked up character. I think some people just kind of get lost in, oh, we can make mm-hmm. references to everything because he's fucking crazy and he knows he's in a comic. And Good point. Things. Good point. You know, he, he needs to be well-written. You're, you're right. And, uh, and, and yeah, it, it can't just be turned into the trash heap of, of references. So yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, on that. I just want to add real quick, just to keep everybody happy. They did include both the star Trek and star Wars fonts. Ah, oh, they did. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. It, it, Star, it, Trek. This, Star Trek. This this is a great example of a series of characters I had never heard of. Um, it's this like I can't even remember the name of the book now. It's like U.S. Be right back. Keep talking. U.S. Truck wheelies, or something. Wheelies, oh, I've something seen like that. that. It was like a, it was like a, a Marvel made a deal with like Tonka or something weird, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, we'll put out just like it was like a Rom the Space Knight sort of deal. 
And they're like, yeah, we'll put out toys. You put out comics. And uh, it was this whole cast of characters of these space trucker guys and ladies. And very, very weird. It sounds really lame, but this is they went they went to that world here and it was like uh two or three issues it was fun silly um i wonder if that did anything for those comics i don't know at that time oh, yeah. i mean like <clears throat> i i have a bunch of those because i used to buy out collections but have never cracked one of those can you can, can you remember what it's called what the actual name is uh, I, I... all i remember is it had the interstate symbol sign on. yes yes that's it yeah that's it u.s yeah but i don't know if it because like, u.s was like the main character's initials like US it was like one or something oh like you i think that's what it is i think it's just u.s one because the main the character's name was you ulysses something ulysses mm -hmm. solomon or something and yeah. so they're like, oh, we just call them U.S. Oh, yeah. I, I assume that's how they talk. The only reason yep. I knew who these characters were, funny enough, is oh, there, that, it yeah. is. there it is. They, they there were is. in a they were in a Deadpool one shot. So I okay. knew who these characters were. And it was yeah. just like, what is this guy? Some sort yeah. of super trucker? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's a super what? trucker. You know, it's just... <laughs> I it's used them like, as padding for other comics. That's when I fair. Sold them. I was just like, I don't know what to do with these things. You couldn't even sell them for a quarter. Still can't. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was again just weird, wonderful like madness. Um, yep. You know, let alone that, let Marvel make a show of them though, and I'll sell yeah. them all. If you go back one, um, that that panel on the on the left in the middle, th th this whole page is devoted to just explaining the entire series. They're like, yeah, no, this is everybody who matters. This is what happened. We'll catch you up on this comic that we know nobody read, but we're still going to go there. And here you go. And you know, if this was modern day comics, they would have wasted like three pages. The, the, my dude does it literally in a page and a half. Yep. And it doesn't interrupt the, 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 the story at all. It's just like, yep. well, that's all the exposition you needed. Keep going. Like, okay, well, there we go. We, we know everything now. Yep, you sure um, do. So, do we think like James Gunn borrowed a little uh, John Byrne esque um, totally. from like a lot of his work? Yeah, totally. I think 100%. so. I mean, definitely honestly, the, the fourth wall breaking. I mean, honestly, this to me, this diner reminded me of the diner that they stop off in uh, Spaceballs. Mm hmm. Hundred percent. You know, I totally. Yeah. And we have the original uh, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy down here on the right. Yeah, there you go. Right, look at them. I totally that. Right there. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I totally didn't even yeah. see that. Charlie 27. <clears throat> yeah, there, yep. With the Mohawk. Yo. Wow. I totally missed that too. Fucking hell. That's great. You know, see kids, that's why you gotta reread comics. Even us pros miss shit too. Mm -hmm. so, but oh awesome nice stuff. catch, Rich. Me and Leo almost had a space ball story. But uh, the the actor had to go home. Oh. Yeah. Which which actor was that? Uh, Bob Elmore, who was the the stunt double for John Candy on Spaceballs oh, and wow. everything from Uncle Buck and everything else. He yeah, and his yeah, wife yeah. got sick, so he had to leave. Now, did wow. he play the, the stunt double? Or... Did he uh, that's play? The... What, that was my question for him. I was oh, like, okay. were you the stunt double that actually stunt doubled? <laughs> yeah. These are Mel... not them. Yeah, You've Mel Brooks told him he was the, the worst actor. 
And then it's funny because I know who uh, Zemnu is because I've read yes. Hulk. Yes. So I was like, okay, this guy, this yeah. is how he started. Like, yeah, interesting. This abominable snowman meets swamp thing looking weird alien motherfucker. Yeah. He's, see, I, I'd go uh, uh, pudgy Wendigo without a mouth. Yeah, I was going that's, Wendigo. That's much better. That's much better. But a dad, a dad bod Wendigo. That's what he is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And, and then the whole plot is weird. It's just, I'm going to kidnap children. Well, that didn't work. So I'm going to kidnap babies. And I'm just like, oh boy, this guy is just a space stranger danger right here. Oh, I love him. Oh, there, there's, there's your guy. There's your guy. Fantasy with uh, Hercules. Yeah, there, yeah, he shows no. up a couple times. Uh, listen, I'm telling wow. you guys, I will add Incredible Hercules to our Gotta Read list. Because let me tell you, Greg Pak and Fred Van Lint with their series, their Hercules, him paired up with Amadeus Cho. Yo, that yeah. shit was hilarious. Nice. nice. Um, but yeah, and uh, like I said, like again, great stuff. Oh, I love this this page on the left, if you go up a little bit, Leo. And she's like, she doesn't know she's upside down. And there's like a line. She's like, hey, where's my trademark? What does she say? <laughs> My my trademark forelock isn't dangling over my face. Oh, I get it. I'm upside down. <laughs> I never even noticed that they he always drew her with this exact S shaped curl, kind of like Superman but bigger. I it, I don't know. I never noticed it before until this, and I went back and it's like, oh my god, every single panel and every single cover she has the exact same like forelock. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't even notice. Funny shit. So, so with since we're so, kind of getting somebody's got to tell me how how Hercules gets the kiss. Like, what's going on there? She's uh, Hercules. She's just fantasizing. She has the hots for Hercules. Oh, yeah. She, These yeah. are moments where she fall, goes unconscious and she dreams about macking with Hercules. This, this is before she slept with the Juggernaut, and that became yes. Great. This is before that. Dear God. Um, so, so since we're already in now the one hour mark, do you guys want to segue where we can talk a little bit about the show and how sure. that compared? Sure. Um, what yeah. the heck is going on here? Yeah. Bride, Bride of Zemnu. We thought the same thing. <laughs> um, I, okay. I need to say something. I'm at a bit of a crossroads with the show because I watched the first two episodes last night and I was stunned at how I was like 38 minutes. I was like, Marvel? 30, 38 minutes? I'm used to like a hard 45, 48 with the after credits scene. I was like, okay. I'm at Mick, I have mixed feelings about the character so far. I have to be oh. honest. I, I, I know, I feel like I'm a bit of in the min- minority there. So obviously, I want you guys to talk first before I interject my point. So, I enjoyed it, but something is missing for me. So, what did you guys first think, uh, especially after having re- you know now read the book? Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, my only issue with the TV show was um, the entrance of Titania. Yes. I thought that was ill used. I, um, I know she's going to be a main character, so I guess that was sort of a introduction right. to yeah. her. Like, I mean, um, I can assume. But, but I felt like like there was something on the cutting room floor we missed of that. Yeah. Well, and why? Well, I know we'll probably get more of the story, but she's like uh, 
titled as an influencer. Right. Superhero social media influencer. Right. Which is way different from the comics because she actually came from Secret Wars and Doctor Doom created her. Right. Mm -hmm. Gave her powers. She was just a skinny, skinny girl and Doctor Doom did his thing and made her super powerful. And then she was the girlfriend of Crusher Creel for many years, the absorbing man. And I, yep. I think they got married yeah. at some point. Indeed. So um but um yeah that was my only real gripe um drew i mean it's i, I mean obviously this is the show they can't do totally the john Byrne thing i like yeah. the nod to the uh i think we've got one fourth wall break and sort of her talking to the audience but i don't know if i really want to call that the fourth wall break there was there were a few i'd um, say yeah. the three or four the second one the second one yeah okay so the so, so the second one so the first episode uh with the fourth no, wall break uh the first episode with the four, four, uh fourth wall break um bruce noticed something was going on um and it seemed like you know people were aware of her like a fourth wall but they didn't understand what was going on but the uh the second episode she's like walking through the uh the lawyer's office you know talking to us and nobody's batting an eye hmm. so uh i don't know if they changed it up to second episode or, or if only yeah. if only hulk is somehow a little bit aware because they have the there's same radiation weird. there's there's all these weird ass theories out there about is it a superpower yeah, captain america what yeah. oh, captain america yeah. fox yeah but he's america's ass yeah we're gonna see People, I think now eating Cheetos with chopsticks now because oh, fuck that. pretty genius. Um, well, well, in Peacemaker, the, the Cheetos just keep were them a in the bag and... so you know, uh, Cheetos are becoming very notorious in the nerd community. So, but again, again like, like I said, before. I, I, I want to have you know get your opinion out before I, I guess vocalize uh, mine uh, first because I, I feel like I'm kind of a downer here a little bit. I mean, again, I want to stress I didn't hate it. But I have seen some issues. I, I watched yeah, what's it about them? Um, I watched, uh, go for it, Jojo. Oh, I was just going to say, I watched it with uh, the two little ones, uh, 10 and uh, or actually 11 and a nine-year-old. And uh, they they were, they haven't seen the second episode yet. I watched it when I got home uh, Sunday night. But uh, they, they were uh, impressed with how much stronger she, or not how much stronger how much quicker to learn she hulk was over bruce and yeah. were very uh happy about that and like they they did mention that you know uh bruce is much stronger but she seems to be able to handle herself much better but uh they enjoyed it quite a bit and that made me enjoy it quite a bit. The second episode, I have to say, uh, I was pretty run down while watching it. Um, I felt like, where are we going? When are we getting there? Because two episodes in and you're doing 38 minutes, as Drew's saying, like really short episodes. And uh, what are we getting? Six episodes for this, I think. No, it's it's, Is eight, it an it's nine. I think it's nine. Oh, yeah, really? eight or nine. Yeah. Okay, so I thought it was six. So uh, it's it's shorter like... episodes, but there's more. So it's it's kind of like Wandavision in that. Right? Okay, it's like shorter yeah. episodes, but. Mm -hmm. 
You didn't uh, like Emil Blonsky, Jar Jar? I'm sorry. Emil Blonsky, the abomination. Yeah. You didn't like oh, him? Oh, I mean, I was okay. I, I knew it was coming, so like, yeah. I wasn't shocked or anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Louis says, I love the attention to detail uh, how Jennifer is automatically hammered when she de-hulked. That was awesome. That was good. Yeah, that was fine. And yeah. al also the uh, <laughs> uh, when she laughed at the camera when uh, Bruce said he was a different person, literally. Uh -huh. <laughs> so so I guess I should segue with the things I'd like is I feel like when the character to me felt very Jen moment, it was something like that. Because that is very much a tongue-in-cheek look at the camera like you know, and it's again, it's it. That's a reference to us because we know mm -hmm. he was a different actor back when he was fighting Abomination. Mm -hmm. um, and it really was nice seeing Tim Roth again, mm -hmm. and and getting the idea that yes, just because we haven't seen, we didn't see Abomination for a long time, doesn't mean his character wasn't still evolving. Mm. You know, um, and he made some good points. You know, yeah, he no, made he, some really good points. Yeah. Like yeah. he see, really did. It's like. She's like, he yeah, you destroyed it. Harlem. He's like, yeah, but they shot me up full of this crap. I thought I was going to be Captain America or something. Yeah. yeah. But the thing being is, again, you know, I, I, it's one of those where I'm always like, okay, he could be a bit more sympathetic, but he could still be a really bad guy. So that's, you know, th that comic book knowledge in me that usually a villain is a villain, you mm -hmm. know, regardless of how oh, yeah, family friendly you want to make him. Well, they, uh, he, they always think about number one. Well, oh, yeah. he, he turned to leaf though. He just wants to live in a large oh, place with on. seven soulmates. And don't, forget, and, write haikus, and don't forget the haikus. And wasn't he hanging out with Wong in uh, Shang-Chi? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that, that, right, and I, and I enjoyed them tying in it. My thing is, it's, I just felt, I just got a little tired so, of, of Jennifer's snark at some point. Like, I'm all for a sassy character, with the quips and stuff, it just felt to me a little arrogant. Like, like oh, weird, really? Yeah, I don't know. I I kind of saw it as like, oh, you know, yeah, well, I I you, you know, I'm a I'm a lawyer. I got this. Like, you've been doing the Hulk for so long, but like, I'm clearly a different Hulk. Um, that's interesting. I saw that as a brother sister relationship more. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I found her a little annoying in the first episode. Like that when. When she had moments where she was doing learning curve and being a little smarmy, like I definitely saw that brother sister relationship, especially when he threw her off the cliff and she <laughs> off as he fell right, and right. back. That was fun. I definitely saw oh, that. Actually, hold hold can, on. Can that shot. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that, no, you go. Her falling off the cliff. Uh, that was taken from the, um, I think the first or second issue of um, Savage. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I, I was going to say, I feel like her attitude really comes. I don't know if she was that way in Sensational since I didn't read it. Mm -hmm. But in Savage She Hulk, she was very adamant on not being a superhero. She didn't want to be She Hulk. She right. wanted to be a lawyer. And, and you definitely see that in, in, in the, like, at least the first episode. Um, but like I said, I just got annoyed with that because it, it's just, to me, I just feel like Marvel lately has been doing this thing where they start off some of their female characters as being somewhat unlikable and then eventually their rough edges subside and such. 
when I'm just like, again, you can, we've seen this, we've read She-Hole, you can write her in a way where she doesn't have to be better than the whole. There's just things that she does better than Bruce does. And then there are things Bruce does better than she does. And you learn how to compliment each other. But I just feel like, you know, they got the snark, like, oh, hey, you know, uh, superheroes, it's only good for, you know, narcissists, orphans and things like that. I was like, do we really need to keep taking jabs? Can we make a joke that's just a joke? Like with the Ed Norton thing. I was like, that's to me, I was like, this is hilarious. And that was funny. Like she Hulk would, you know, but still, See, I, th- I, th- I think it's interesting that you you take issue with that specific part where she's like, oh, for superheroes or only for these types or whatever, because that is exactly something that she would have said in Sensational. There are so many things we already talked about tonight where she's making fun of what comics do. And to me, that's all that was. That was her being snarky about what comics do and uh, making it into a joke. Well, maybe that wasn't the best example, but I just, I don't know. There's just something that's just rubbing me the wrong way about it. Drew, I I wonder, because some people uh, are starting to feel that Marvel is too jokey and you prefer, if you're like, all right, I could take the jokes, but I want the smart jokes. Don't go for the easy jokes. Yeah, maybe it's that. Like, I, I like it when it's, again, it's the Deadpoolian technique. I prefer when the jokes are good. Versus if it's if it's a joke every mile a minute. And that's a criticism uh-huh. I've really noticed a lot of Marvel, especially I would say within the last phase. Kind of I think since Endgame, I really feel like it, since it, Ant-Man. It's just I hated that in Ant-Man. We can't have a dark moment and let it sit. So we have to have a joke to kind of make the darkness a little lighter. Well, and that, and it's that was just my exact Oh, sorry, Drew. I keep cutting no, you off. No, that 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 exact yeah. moment in Ant Man where like they're talking about uh, the the original Wasp, and I'm sitting there watching this, and you finally get feels in that. And I'm like, that motherfucker, Paul Rudd's about to make a joke, and bam, it takes you right out of that moment. Yeah, like, I, I you think don't it, get to feel. Well, it's just like like and again, I. Like the best thing is, I know that there's been a lot of discussion because you have the one scene where they're talking about anger, and she's talking about what she goes through as a woman every day and whatnot. And it's just to me, I kind of see both ends. Like I see some people trying to compare that is a little bit kind of is somehow worse than what Bruce Banner's been through, which was a textbook case of trauma and horribleness. That, to be quite honest, I've said this for years. Bruce Banner is the darkest Marvel character. Because you look at his background, it is fucked. Mm. He watched his dad kill his mom, had to lie for his father on the stand. His dad was committed to a mental institute. Later on, you find out he killed his dad in a fit of anger in front of his mother's grave. Like, there's just, like, if he didn't end up the Hulk, he would have been a psychopath. And you're just like, wow. And that was a great point that they brought that up in the show. Like you said, the uh, 10 years of trauma plus. Yeah. And it's just, again, for me, I'm just getting tired of where I don't think it's about writing characters equally anymore. It's one is better than the other. And I'm like, just write a good fucking character. doesn't matter of the gender. Like, you know, you know, no offense. Ellen Ripley didn't need to worry about being woke. She had to worry about shoving 
uh, a, a flamethrower down a xenomorph's face and mm. did it beautifully, I might add. So my point being is, in the end, I'm still sticking in because I like what I saw, but I'm, I'm hoping it gets a little better. And from what Dan Slott said about the first four episodes, he said it definitely will. So I'm optimistic, but I don't know. Some Certain things just kind of didn't sit right with me. And that's just, again, my opinion. So so I'm not, I don't want to say or insinuate that I think that anything you just said is invalid in any way, and that's, you know, how you felt and right. totally respect that. And that's fine. Um, I will say just in general, uh, I think that the, uh, this narrative of that scene where she says like, I have to deal with anger every day. Um, and you don't, um, the, the narrative of her saying that she was better than him and had it, had it harder than he had is mm -hmm. not really at all what she said. It's like people have taken it that way for some reason. I don't understand yeah. why, but he at no point did she say she's had it harder than Bruce. Mm -hmm. She's saying as a woman and look, look, I mean, I'm married. I have two daughters. Mm -hmm. It's a scary fucking world out there for women. All right. Like you go. Are you are you scared to walk down the street at night? Like they are. They are. Mm -hmm. Who do you know? Talk to a woman that you know. Any Actually, of them. like, it, it's crazy uh, to piggyback off you, Steve. Like, women are told to carry protection all the time. They're yep. told to, like, these right. different numbers, different ways to, like, get out of trouble yep. while in bars. Yep. Uh, like, all they, these ways that, to, I also to navigate two, the world. Yeah. It, it, it is. A, and, like, yeah. Never mind, like, the changes their bodies go through compared to ours. Like, uh, right. Exactly. It's fucking a it, cruel, cruel world. Yeah, and, and even the part where she said about, you know, controlling her emotions because of all that stuff. Like, the people who take that and are like, I'm so insulted by you bringing up how hard your experience is to me that I'm going to call it a woke agenda. Do you have a wife? Does she, like, does she ever talk? Do you ever talk to your wife? Like, my wife is a mechanical engineer who works for the Army. She lives in a man's world she at all times has to do every single thing that she hulk says in that one five second part that pissed everybody off all that stuff if ever if she she comes home and and you know i hear about it it's like oh room full of uh five star generals are like you know they get to be pissed and yell and swear and and be whatever but if she did that, and when I'm, she loses I'm, her cool I'm, for one iota, ooh, all the emails the come. Oh, it's either that time of the month, or she's too emotional, or she can't deal with this, or she can't, she can't handle, handle the stress. Yeah. Can't handle the stress, the responsibility, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. It's just the world. It just mm -hmm. is. So for that scene to have brought that up, I think. I don't think it had an agenda. I think she was right. She wasn't saying she had it harder than Bruce. She never said that. She just mm -hmm. said that she is better at controlling her emotions because she does it every day. Right. So that's true. Bruce has done it for 15 years. She's done it her whole life. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and it's not just her. It's, it's just the experience of women. So I don't understand why that pissed so many people off mm -hmm. at all. Like, I just don't understand it. 
Um, it was also a really quick scene. Like, you know, it, it was like important and I think it needed to be said and it was a good thing that, yeah, that kind of stuff isn't said enough. So if that's what woke is that like, we're bringing new information to the table that's previously been in the dark too long, then all right, I guess it was woke, but why do you have a problem with learning that that's you're saying it's not true. Because right. I like, I'm not saying this to you, Drew. I, I like, I want to be, I want to be clear. No, like, it, I'm it, not, I'm not ripping down specifically what you said, but some of the stuff that you said has been echoed. I've heard it a lot for the last two weeks, and right, and um, and that's the thing. To, and it's Steve, I don't mean to interrupt, but I sure. and again, because I feel like I want to clarify. Like, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not calling out that. It's just yeah. something. I don't know what it is. Just something is, is kind of sandpapering me about it. Like, I, I don't. I don't know what it is. And listen, yeah, this is a great conversation to have. Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's just I'm just kind of tired of origin stories. Like, and and again, like you said, it was one episode, and then we got straight into it. If anything, mm -hmm. that entire flashback is literally her doing She-Hulk, being like, "Hi, you want to know how I became the Hulk? Here we go." Mm -hmm. Like the mm -hmm. entire thing. Well, she even actor. says, "You know, let let's get this over with." You know? Yeah. Yeah. So right. I just think that, like, it definitely opens up a certain conversation there. And again, maybe some of the other episodes, like, I definitely enjoyed the second one a little bit more. You know, I will say that because again, she we saw more of she's now She-Hulk, attorney at law for superhuman law. She's representing mm -hmm. Abom, who she you know got approved. Her her cousin is like, hey. You can work for him. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Sounds then, like you're calling me to tell me you're taking the job. Yeah, basically. And, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. And, and also, just a, a, a separate note, I love that the guy who is basically vigilante for Arrow just shows up. And I'm like, please be something in this show. Like, Oh, the, the, the bathroom for pooping guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I was like, please, for the love of God, because he's such a funny actor. But, but, but I don't want to sound like I'm trying to divert from the subject, but I don't know. There was something there that I didn't totally valid. Out, you know, but totally valid. 100%. Yeah, but, but my thing being is, I just it's the same thing as, and we've talked about this on the show where it's, I don't want Marvel to go down the road. I think of comics where sometimes you're writing to win favor with with certain demographics or ideologies or ideas versus just writing a good character and letting their ideas stand up through good stories. So that's what I want to see more of. And I know that gets boggled down because let's be real here. Just like books are influenced by sales, uh -huh. books are also influenced by popular culture. Uh -huh. And, you know, again, sometimes if things aren't really very popular, they don't really like Jeremy, you said to yourself, if a book is not popular, it does not last long. No. Uh -huh. It could be genius, but because it doesn't have that audience, it doesn't last long. So I just kind of don't want Marvel to fall into that where you're just writing a character because you it's kind of like, oh, look, no, no, we got, we're inclusive. Check this out. I got this here. Like, just write a character because that's a character you want in the world. So I'm very glad we have She-Hulk. You right. know, and I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes, especially, you know, we got Abomination back. You know, what other characters? Like, personally, I hope we see the leader. That's oh yeah, I'm, for sure. Oh yeah. my god, that's who I'm hoping. You know, yeah, um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping listen, we 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 yeah. I, 
And with, really, with the end, oh. seeing the uh, the Hulk on the um, the Sakarian uh, courier ship. Yeah, right. I mean, mm-hmm. there again, we're, we're maybe World War Hulk or what? Hulk. You know, yeah. how is this tied into the two years that we didn't see when he was up there? Yeah, I, I'm really appreciating the the introduction through TV series. Like, yeah. I think they should have went that way with the Eternals and probably would have thought a better saw a better response. I agree yeah. with uh, definitely, I mean, definitely. I, I second that because mm-hmm. I'm kind of dreading watching the Eternals movie because it, I feel like I'm going to watch it, but I feel but like, like I'm just going to be kind of bored. Yeah, it, it's too mm-hmm. many characters to throw mm-hmm. in a two-hour movie. Yeah. yeah. I like it, but um, I, I could also... I've seen it twice. And I, I was expecting to not like it the second time. Mm-hmm. And I liked it quite a bit the second time. Um, mm-hmm. But I am a fan of the MCU. So, like, it, it's oh, yeah. not high on the list. And I could I could definitely have lived without it. It doesn't need to be there. I think the best part of the Eternals is the, uh, the Kid Harrington bonus extra scene. I mean, like, by far. Both times I'm like, oh my god, this scene! Right. I want this movie. This is what I care about right here. Like, connect this to the Midnight Suns and give me Blade and give me Moon Knight and Werewolf by Night and whoever the hell else you want to throw in on, on that yes. team. For God's sakes, man! <laughs> Yo, Do it. I cannot even. I, I, Kristen, I'm sorry. If so we sweet. have, if we have a Midnight Sun series, oh, we're I will, I will shit a brick. I'm like, yeah. that's the horror baby I want. Like that, they just need to take the main character needs to be freaking Ghost Rider, introduce reintroduce him for that, make him do what they did with Wolverine and all the early X Men movies. It's the Ghost Rider movie, but it's not. It's technically an ensemble piece, but all the side characters you actually care about and you're like dying to see. Or Whoa. you could, or you could technically make it the Black Knight. Movie, Steve, Steve that's some dangerous thinking there. You better get back to your octopi, like. Well, what if that's how they uh, officially uh, um, reveal Mephisto? I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see Mephisto and Agatha Harkness. Oh my God. Think so? yeah. Leo, Leo, I need to say this. When it happens, you are the first person I'm going to message. Have okay? you guys You've been seen... talking about this every time we have a new thing. Oh, it's a running it's joke, you know. It's just. I, I, I need them to. I need them to multiverse um, Thanos in love with Lady Death, with Mephisto <laughs> influencing him. I need that in the multiverse. Yeah. Okay. No, what you need is you need to see that. You and think you have they're going to Being like, yeah. I was like, yep, Mephisto is the creepy cameraman in that porn. Got it. Um, <laughs> like they'll retcon and they'll just be like, Thanos so, was actually all about Lady Death. It wasn't about he wanted the world to be better. He's like, I'm trying to send souls to this bitch. <laughs> hey, listen, it, it, I mean, to me, I was like, my God, Thanos was such a simp for death. I was just like, my dude took down half a universe and he still didn't get no play. I was like, well, this is how the worst incels are created, everybody. Yeah. Dude, yeah. like, take take a hint, dude. Take yeah. a hint. She has, ignored him, too. She has she looked him. your way oh, yeah. once? No. No, yeah. she has not. No, she of course, you would, might not know because she has story. empty eye sockets, so I don't yeah, know. Maybe that, she that was looking at sure. So I will say this. I'm hoping for in – because I'm going to have to, unfortunately, go because I just realized what time is um, – I will say this. If there are two characters I want for the rest of the series, I want to see Stiltman. 
I'm oh yes, that I said that. Yes, yes. Oh I would love God. to see Silkman. If I see Silkman, yep. I'd be like, yep. okay, Marvel, I'm good. This yep. this is a thing. Okay. This guy is real. Yes. And I feel like Frogman means we won't get Stiltman because they're giving us Frogman, but I also hope. I, yes. Yeah. And then I want to see the leader. I still think that yeah. was one of the gross injustices of Incredible Hulk that you didn't like you literally set it up. Mm-hmm. Who was mm-hmm. there? You saw yeah. the head mutated pulsing. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, give us the leader. Mm-hmm. And they, they they did in like one of those tie-in comic booky things. And I was like, no one read this. I don't even know how I read this. What? Um, but it's just like, guys, you set it up. Don't just leave it there. It's like yeah. it's like when you go in the attic, you're like, oh, I remember playing with you. Well, in the yard sale you box, you go. Like, come on, Marvel, play play with your toys. Will come we get on. Red Hulk? Will we get Thaddeus? Can we? No, please don't. Let's. No, uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna get all respect here. Sometimes too many Hulks is is actually a bad thing. Let's I yeah. keep that one for my collection. Yeah, I don't have yeah. the Red Hulk. So, I feel the same uh, way about the Ninja Turtles. Uh, you know, just don't give us too many mutants like the uh, the old cartoon show. Like, I just want the four turtles to be the only weird thing. Nope. Like, I love that. We all we all the four turtles and also a race of space triceratops. Other than other than that, everybody else is here. One crane. I, I want I want one crane. <laughs> okay, the crane. We, we do the Utrobs. Usagi. I, I no, you don't need Usagi. Oh, he's he's a, he's cool. He's cool. Don't get me wrong. I like listen, Usagi, listen, but listen, Jeremy, I will. Say I think this. less is more. There's yeah, a cartoon. I've watched that movie, so yes, less is more. Thank you, Steve. One love that quote. Angels in the outfield forever. Um, but um, Jeremy, to your credit, what needs to happen with Usagi is you do the crossover with him and the turtles, but you do it animated style, so you can oh, get away with the big budget. Boom! Yeah. Drop the mic. I'm done. All right, cool. Uh, I'm out. Uh, uh, um, I can't but, do it in so, CGI. It uh, but like crazy. I said, I do have to go, so I don't know if you guys. Um, so Drew, before you go, do, you, do we want to gamma bomb this? Uh, totally. Uh, okay, you know what? We uh, I think we definitely got to give it. It's either bags of Cheetos or or um, oh, bags what, of uh, fourth wall um, breaks. Chopsticks. No, 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 no. That's not the word. Or just I mean, we can do four Hulks. You know. You know? I, I like bags of Cheetos. Okay, fine. Yeah, I give, I give will, will we get the, copyright infringement for that? I, I give the book four and a half bags of Flaming Hot Cheetos. Honestly, if anybody wants to read about the She-Hulk, I'm sending them either this or the Dan Slott series. Hands down. The so it's out of five? Out of yeah, five? Out of five. Okay. Um, the show... For me, I'm giving it a 3.5 out of five bags of Cheetos simply because I, I want to keep watching. But there were certain things there that kind of irked me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm still kind of figuring out my disconnect. Um, you know, but I'm not going to cancel Jennifer Walters, everybody. I'm sorry. Like, the girl looks too good in those in those seven-foot-tall dresses. That's all yeah, I'm going to say. Because your best friend um, is spandex. You know, I yeah. am. Nikki. Being a rotund gentleman at this time, I'm very much a fan of stretchy clothes. And one more thing, Jennifer Walters working with Santa in the comic was the greatest thing ever. And it was, I'm gonna say. It was a total scumbag, too. It was, it was the best yeah. Santa ever. Trying to, I was I was just like, trying to bang her the whole time. Yeah, I was just like, oh, oh, my God. like oh boy, this is, I was like, John Byrne, I have a new thing to read at Christmas. 
So I'm going to go, um, guys. Uh, thank you, as always. Steve, you're, it was great having you here. Please come back for more readings and whatnot. Um, but, gentlemen, uh, just let me know we're reading next week, and I will catch you guys later. Dan's luck. So I think that was a fun – I was kind of actually going to ask you guys, and he just did it anyway. Do you want to give, like, what – if you had, like, one hope and dream for, like, a character to show up? And she helped by the end. So he he picked he picked the leader, which is a great one, mm-hmm. super I, great one. I also I, agree. Do you guys want to do that? Fan of uh, Modok. Yeah. I would Modoc? love to see Modok, and not what they showed us. I yeah, hope. that was rough. That hurt. That that would be very what, sad. If that's what we, uh, no, no, they, no. Uh, Quantum Mania. There's a there's a piece of art out there showing what. Uh, Modoc supposedly looks like in the the next Ant Man and the Wasp oh, movie, and it's not great. It's bad. It's really it's bad. Really bad. Yeah, really bad. Very very disappointing. Yeah. But Modoc, I will cry. Modoc's good one. Yeah. Um, I'd love, I'd love to see the Ringmaster and the whole Circus of Crime. I think that'd be a great callback. Yes, that'd be so good. Ruby Thursday. I want to see in live action. Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's so good. She's just so damn good. Yes, that would be an amazing. I really do kind of wish they would do silly adventures where it was like just just like just like the the, the little mini runs we'd get in the in the comics. Oh, oh, that, oh, oh that that's not what strange. I saw. No, that's, that's not, not what I saw at all. OK, let me. Uh... That looks way better. That would be I would be fine with that. Yeah, That looks fan fucking fantastic. <clears throat> Maybe but, that's like one. that was probably like fan made too. Probably. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I hope right. it's okay. I hope it's. I mean, I will say this: Marvel doesn't usually let me down with designs. Like Hawkeye, totally understand. I get it. Like his. As much as I love the classic costume, the ultimate costume just made more sense. Um, and uh, but by and large, like I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of like all the translations for the costumes there aren't too many i mean star lord really like bummed me out with the way he looks i really miss the helmet and stuff but like i clearly in the new one he's gonna yeah that's yeah. the thing oh okay. yeah that's yeah so my hope was maybe that's him armored up and then it reveals his face i don't know that's awful i hope it's not that that would like be the, the worst bad guy from tron from yeah like 1978 r.i.p david warner Anyway, I'll I'll pick my uh, my my choice is just going to be the same one it always was, even though I don't think there's any chance it's going to happen now. Uh, but I'm just going to say Wolverine. I really was hoping that we would get Wolverine. We did get uh, and, confirmation. Yeah, mm-hmm. me and Leo were talking that it, it would be kind of a, a cool way to uh, introduce him into the the I would whole love universe with a little cameo at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, I think it. I think in. it. Yeah, I think it at least needs to happen in a Hulk property. Oh yeah. Um, so since this is the current Hulk property, I think it's the it'd be it'd be cool to do that. Just like put him into the world. So maybe so, maybe that little that little like snippet from her, the the, dude, the website make, was like a clue that they're gonna do it, or maybe it's instead of having him show it, up. It, 
it mm-hmm. would also make all the people that are like, oh, I ain't going to watch She-Hulk. They would have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, Wolverine. Right. I mean, but the thing that makes me really think like it's not going to happen is I don't think that uh, we're going to see Banner back on Earth. I think he's gone now because oh, yeah, yeah. He's of what gone. we've been hearing. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's not going to go and have a, an adventure off screen and come back in the course of this show. I think no, that's no, it. No. So right. we're going to eventually see what happened when he goes back to Sakaar. So for me, it's like, well, do I now do I want She-Hulk to fight Wolverine? No, no, no. I want no. him to be, but I would like him to be like, even if you, like you said, Jeremy, if it's like a quick walk on screen and we see the actor for the first time and it's in a, it's in the current Hulk proper thing, which is she Hulk at this point. I, I think the time is right. And God damn it. Please. When X-Men become a thing in the MCU for God's sake, don't make Wolverine the star of all the freaking movies. Give him his own freaking show. Yeah, just be on the just team, Wolverine's on TV. That's yeah. all we... It's a Wolverine show because it's the Wolverine show proper. Just let him... Give him season after season. All Wolverine. Then... Oh, then like the comic. When... Yeah. Like the original comics. When... When we get like our, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be like, you know, uncanny feeling like team. Oh, that would be so cool. I mean... All I'm saying is the the main character is Cyclops, period. And everybody else needs to be they on to the show. Triangle out to like yeah, not like make it so like supporting cast is supporting. Then you also you also got to do Storm though. Storm needs her own thing because she's too oh, yeah. big and too important. Well, well, uh, and but no, yeah, I was gonna say, that's my two cents. Coming back, coming back to She Hulk. Yes. Um, no. <laughs> please. It's interesting, as you were saying that, I was thinking that um, since we already have Titania and we know yep. she's to be a fairly decent character in this, I could have sworn I heard a rumor that I the hear... Wrecking Crew was going to be in this. Oh, that would be so we get cool. Crusher Creel and the Wrecking Crew? That would be so cool, yeah. I hear they're yep. going to be using uh, Titania also for that, uh, not young. Thunderbolts? Avengers. Thunderbolts, yeah. Thunderbolts would make sense, yeah. I mean, for sure, that was the seven roommates that Blonsky was talking about. This, she's talking about the Thunderbolts for sure. Yeah, maybe or or the seven lovely ladies. No way, it's totally the Thunderbolts. Abomination is swinging, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Leo, Leo, this was the first time you read Sensational She-Hulk, correct? Correct. What What's your impression? Because yeah, what'd you think? This was a classic. Yeah, and J- Jeremy. He hopefully is interested at least in reading. I was it. supposed to read it. Yeah, hopefully now you're interested in reading. It. <laughs> yeah, now you're off the hook, so you don't have to. So we're going to do, do the Dan slot next week. It'd be nice you. to have the foundation, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Leo, what do you think? It was a lot of fun. It, it's uh, I I love the artwork, but you know it was just yeah, it it was just just goofy fun and absolutely you know I had a blast with it. Okay, hey, and next if you time had you to realize read that the, you're really the comic book versus the TV show, what do you think? Um, well, the comic, it's hard to rate, you know, one against the other because we've only seen two no, episodes. Just totally so separately, right. totally separately. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to give the comic 4.75. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it in the show. Um, you know, I, I, I I'd have to give it, you know, uh, yeah, same thing, 4.75. I, I'm really that's, enjoying it, you know. Nice. It, that's great. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's going high with the show. Well, you know me, I love everything, but mm. you know. <laughs> and, and Jeremy, you've only seen the first episode, or you have seen? I've both seen both episodes. episodes. I, um, you didn't read the comic. Where would you feel that the show rated at? The show's about. I'm with Drew. I'm about a three point five, but for oh, totally wow. different reasons. My whole thing is just. I'm not moving fast enough. I need to know where we're going and I don't feel the excitement. Like, don't get me wrong. I like it so far. It's I'm going to keep watching, mm-hmm. but just like the comics, it's not something that really interests me. Like if it was a She-Hulk movie, I wouldn't have gone to see it. Just like Black Widow. I didn't go see it. I'm like me, not my thing. Well, so uh, for me, I, I, I'm glad there's not a ton of action so far because that's that's hooking my wife into it. You know, she she's not a big, you know, yeah, I can't get the woman to watch anything superhero. I'm lucky to get the well, Star Wars. Well, same TV here. But series. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is she billed it as a lawyer show. So mm-hmm. you, you got away with that, huh? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm um, sorry. As soon as the woman turns to, into a fucking She-Hulk, I'm like, yeah, I lost. I lose. <laughs> Uh, this and, is not uh, a lawyer show. For for character, you know, Jar Jar, as we talked about this week, and I definitely, uh, I, I would love it if, obviously, you know, uh, Steve, you know, if Wolverine makes an appearance. Uh, I, I think it's a strong possibility because we did see the article and, you know, maybe he needs a lawyer, you know, but maybe it's the last scene and, you know, somebody That's, says, oh, you got yeah. a new client and yeah. he just... You don't even see who it is. All you see yeah. is, you know, maybe you... the back of him. I think it would be really great if she has to leave the city like and go the... somewhere and it happens elsewhere. So you he's see the back of him with the old leather with the little furry fucking collar on. I, st- I still, w- you know, I want, I want Hulk and Wolverine to fight oh. the Wendigo. Is that, is that like too much to ask? That would be dope. I mean, c- I don't feel like I'm asking that much. I mean, come on. I mean, it ha- it's happened in the cartoons. So, and you know, he's got to be wearing the yellow suit. Oh, yeah, of course. Yellow and brown. And, and at some point, the Hulk has to rip Wolverine in half and just throw him across the map. <laughs> I, wa- I, I want them to the be... I want them to be... somersaults right by it. <laughs> I want Hulk and Wolverine to be the odd couple of the MCU so bad. Like, they just... They just love each other like eventually but they hate each other for so long oh my god that is such a great idea people would hate that though like well not literally the odd couple i I just mean like you know they they initially have to have their first antagonistic relationship but once that plays out they can never like truly like each other but they do you know like they they kind of do though oh my god we have to do a voiceover like that because that would be fucking hilarious. Last week, Steve, we um, our, our, our voiceover guest, Charlie Schlatter, didn't show up. So we ended up doing two or three scenes. And we just did like crazy, ridiculous voices. And it was fucking hilarious. I, I can't wait. We need to do a whole show based around that. I, yeah, I'm yeah. So really now I can put that. Now I want to go pull like, like scripts I, of the odd couple and do well, it as different superheroes. I have our first <laughs> guest. If we can, if I, I think we can totally get him. Andre Ivchenko, he's the dude oh, from yeah. Stranger Things 3, and I want to do a scene with him from uh, Princess Bride as him as uh, Ine- uh, Ine- why can I not say his Inigo name right Montoya. now? Yeah, Inigo Montoya. He said it a lot of times in that movie. I mean, I know, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I, it's a lot of the tension tonight. But, uh, <laughs> but like, 
it with his voice i think it would be an interesting change he's got a ukrainian very thick accent ukrainian mm-hmm. voice and i think it would be so much fun to have play him as that in like in a go nice yeah it'd be just fucking hilarious yeah well and i he's uh done voiceover for uh call of duty and stuff so like oh. he is a voiceover yeah. actor Actually, it's I guess it's motion capture, uh, motion action, or whatever they call that. Mocap. Mocap. Yeah. So uh, if I could rate uh, the two things, I'm going to rate Sensational She-Hulk, the John Byrne initial eight issues. I got to rate it a five because it's, I don't know if it really is a five, but to me it is because it's just one of my childhood, uh, my big loves as far as runs. It was a early graphic novel that I bought a collected because those weren't obviously as common back then. And um, I read it many times. I was so charmed by every bit of it. And ever since then, She-Hulk has been my number one comic book lady. Absolutely. Without question. Number one with a bullet. Always, always said that. And um, I think it's, it's awesome that we got this show. Um, I am enjoying the show quite a bit. Um, the first episode I actually liked more than the second. I did. I do. I am getting this like it's going. It's too short. It's going too fast. We're we're missing some connective tissue there. Kind of like what you said, Jeremy. You, I think you said it with uh, jokes or cutting things. I wouldn't necessarily say it's only that. I think it's also there's just no breath. There's like you know, no there's cuts. There's yeah. it's just too short. Like how can we can we continue the scene a little bit like a couple more exchanges maybe you know like her and her dad uh, like cousin larry loved seeing cousin larry Dude, i thought he was real so thought he was so great as her dad loved it loved it loved it Endearing. i was so happy so i was so happy cool. i was so happy when he pulled her aside into the garage and he's like oh you know I, I want you to help me with something and then they get there and she's like oh what do you need and he's like no i, I don't need anything i just want to see how you were doing yeah. that was a really really wonderful character moment for the two of them and yet it still felt rushed i i appreciated that it was there because technically they could have not done that at all but it still needed to breathe more and um i think even though it's a half hour show you know there's plenty of sitcoms that don't feel that way you know so I, i'm a wicked that's, emotional guy and i cry on the drop of a hat on the drop of a dime and I'm not feeling that connection to anybody yet. Although I do yeah. love seeing Cousin Larry. Cousin, Cousin Larry. Larry. <laughs> I, I do love the carryover of the Chad joke. Yes. Yeah. Not not actually a genius at all. No. <laughs> um, so I would give the show, I would say, you know, so I think 3.5 is a pretty fair rating at this point. We don't know that much. I, I'm going to say four just because I am such a fan that it's kind of, pulling me a little bit closer but uh you know we'll see where we end up um i certainly don't think that they can go as bonkers with the show as that as john byrne did Uh, i do think that some of the fourth wall breaks have been gold and some of them have felt forced so um we'll see if it you know finds its stride and or not you know whatever uh we haven't i'm really proud of this podcast for not bitching about the the cg i think that's really awesome because that became such a sticking point for so long and it's just one of those things like can we just have can can we just have things can we just mm-hmm. like things for what they are i don't know like it's like, you know we we, we know grew the, up with we plot. know 
we know the the trials and tribulations of these overworked VF, VFX artists. Uh, it's 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 a thing. Like you know, it, I, I love. I always say this when I defend CGI. Not that I prefer CGI. I love practical. But the you know, if you want to look at the best practical ever, or something like you know, the thing. John Carpenter's the thing like, you know, the puppets in that are like just about as good as you'll ever see in the way that they worked up some of the gags in that and everything. It, it still looks like a puppet, though. Like, I know it's a puppet. My brain tells me it's not real. It's a puppet. Like when the guy separates and, you know, his head looks all puppety, it's a puppet. Like, I love it. It's amazing. So just the fact that I can tell it's a puppet doesn't actually ruin it for me. It's fine. Like, it's a fucking puppet. Anyway, CG is the same kind of thing. Like, yeah, there's some that's real bad. There's some that it's like, oh, God, oh, I'm not going to. You go back to Xena and you're like, wow. Whoa. Are you real bad. The first, the first Hulk. Hulk. Or you mean, go back to the first Hulk. Oh, yeah. Well, you know? uh, my my go-to movie for lack of uh, or no CGI is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The original was so, so good for like so that's just people in rubber suits of fucking robotic Jim Henson Jim Henson man a fucking rat like I, yeah splinter is so amazing in those first yeah. two movies he looks great he's yeah. just a puppet it's yep. amazing yep i agree i totally agree but anyway i think i think that the cg is is uh hit or miss um and i think it's more more hit than miss for me um but you know yeah there are scenes where she looks more plasticky than other scenes um I don't know what to say. Like they didn't, they didn't polish that scene enough because they had to hand it in by midnight. I, I don't know. Like it's fine. It's a non-issue for me. So I'm glad. I'm just gonna want to say I'm proud of everybody for, you know, not ragging on that. I don't think that sort of a thing should color uh, the quality of it. Like clearly, they a lot of work went into it. Another thing I really hate when people dismiss something like that. Holy crap! A lot of freaking work went into what we what we have right now. There are people who like literally. They're they lost so much sleep on, on their weekends. And you hear all these stories like you're just dismissing it and calling it a trash fire. OK, um, they're pumping out like four movies on. every like month. Come like, on. Yeah. They, they, they worked their asses off for this and they had limitations. It's like when a video game comes out, but it's they, the studio rushed it too early. It's yeah. like, oh, well, that sucks. It's bad forever. It's like, well, you should have worked on it for another two years. Geniuses. Like then, it would have been the greatest thing ever. But you know, we don't always have that luxury. So, it is what it is. And uh, for me, um, I, I as far as the book goes, I, I pretty much ditto everything you said, Steve. Um, I mean, it is a five for me. I love the humor. I think it's brilliant. Um, I think she's totally charming. I think it makes her character. It's what made me fall in love with She-Hulk, um, and it's brilliant uh, in in every possible aspect for me for the book um as far as the show goes i'm probably leaning more toward a 4.0 um still like you guys said there's there's still so much more to come we've only seen the introduction um and i'm excited to see it so uh for the most part the mcu has not let me down um you know nothing not everything has been perfect but uh still way better than the dc universe has been 
the DCEU, if you would be, which I guess is now dead and being revamped for the eight millionth time, so we can proceed. I hope we keep Batman. Shazam and Batman so it, and Wonder Woman and the Flash all over again from the beginning because uh, that's what we want to see let's again. Let's start with Shazam and Black Adam and go from there and Doom Patrol and let's keep yeah, freaking. Yeah. So I, I'm just, I am having I am having fun with all that shit. I'm gonna focus on the James Gunn projects that are apparently still a go. And uh, the oh, the Black cool. Adam project, which I am excited about, to see um, some classic DC characters with the Justice Society, and uh, we'll see what happens. And yeah. we'll continue being nerds and watching nerd entertainment. And um, uh, thank you again, Steve, for coming on the show. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, hey, thanks for having me. It was a blast. I thought we made a, a, a kind of a connection at Terrificon, and everything yeah. you said tonight uh, makes me love you a little bit more. And uh, Oh, I feel like I'm being pushed out. Oh, oh Jeremy, I'm like, listen, man, don't even talk to me. I'm mad at you right now because you were cuddling with Leo all weekend and the hotel thing at a con is supposed to be our thing. So fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck both of you. And uh, Steve, you're always buddy, invited. You ass, and um, Steve, I'm kind of giving you a handy right up here through the show. Ooh, here, so Unnecessary, but appreciated. You enjoy that, sir. All right. It was all right. It was okay. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. much. It wasn't a John Byrne. I had to rush. It, it. wasn't. Ooh, 3.75. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up. And I just want to say for all you youngins out there, you know, that are complaining about, you know, uh, the, the Marvel and or, or oh, the bad CGI or anything. I remember in the 90s talking to a friend of mine saying all they need to do is get some acrobatic person to make like a Spider-Man movie. If we could only get a Spider-Man movie, you know, and now look where we are now. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Spectacular. And, you know, if fans got their way, how many people did you hear personally say that, oh, if they could just cast Triple H as Thor? Oh, Jesus. Christ! God, that would not be good. Well, Although I fans, fans don't always know best. Name. I was uh, John Cena has fucking blown my expectations of him away. Oh uh, yeah, yep. oh, yeah. You take a character that you hated and they turn it around and make it to be a character you love. I mean, that's that's, that's even more incredible. Like, like, yeah, freaking John Cena. <clears throat> I was like, I went into watch uh, a suicide squad i'm like okay john cena is in this and like never mind that whole movie blew me away uh Very then you movie. go to watch his his show and i'm just like dude i cried with freaking john cena playing piano i'm like oh my <laughs> god <laughs> that was he was, lying. he was doing face exercises oh <laughs> And, and I bet you know that's the the a first face uh, dust. <laughs> a bet. little gamma radiation in my eye there. There you go. And that's probably the the first intro. None of us fast forwarded through. You got to oh, watch yeah, that right? dance scene every single every time. time. Don't you hate being James Gunn's monkey? Don't you hate it when he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this thing," and then you're gonna react this way, and you're like, "Fuck you, James Gunn! I don't have to fucking do what you tell me to," and then you just you do it anyway because he's fucking right. And he's good. God damn it. It's on a run. Can't, can't, can't deny it. Yeah. Well, on that note, I want to thank everybody for watching or listening this fine evening. For me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. You uh, could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which. 
but I run a Dorkening Podcast Network. There's a ton of awesome shows doing a ton of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com, which you can see all the latest episodes of all the episodes there uh, of all the shows. And uh, Steve, where do you like people interacting with you? Interact with me on Facebook. Uh, Steve Van Sampton is my page. Go to Retro Redoctopus. We have a really lively group. It's a really fun place to hang out. Retro Redoctopus. Going to say the name a couple more times. Redoctopus. It's just the word octopus with R-I-D in front of it and retro in front of that. We talk about all things. They made growing up awesome. We have a podcast on the dorkening, of course, and we put out new episodes every week or two uh two to the most we call it tentacle tuesday always out on tuesday and you can also interact with us uh either me steve and samson or retro doctor on twitter as well just do a little search you'll find us my new book black honey and other unsavory things is coming out this fall from rough house publishing it is a horror anthology there's lots of really creepy crazy crap and you know you can see like the shit i think about and read it if you want it's I don't know. I hear it's pretty good. So, so check it out. Check it out. And thanks for having me on, guys. And uh, I'll see you guys. Uh, see you guys later. Sounds good. Charger. Hey, first, Steve. Make sure you uh, tag me in those when your podcast when you share those, so I can share them through my group, Comic Book Lovers Buy, Sell, Trade, and Auction House, uh, on Facebook. And then also uh, send me a link to your group so I can join that and also share it in my group. And, uh, well, on Leo's note, you can find one of or both of us at a, a Tidewater Horror Con in September 9th, 10th, and 11th at the Wyndham Garden Hotel in Norfolk, Virginia. Less than 10 days. Hold on. Ken Faree will be there. Uh, Michael Hargrove, CJ Graham, Tom Matthews, Ben Beverly Randolph, Tony Moran, PJ Souls, Andre Ichinko, uh, Tom Glynn, and AJ Stone. I would go into everything they all do, but there's like only so much time. If you want to buy comics online, start a poll. Check out Box O Comics. That's with a X at the end of comics. And uh, that's about it. Awesome. Velvet, close us out. Hey, it's me, Rich Davis on Facebook, also known here as the Velvet Joker. I am the throwback king. And you can find me here uh, every Tuesday on Splash Pages, a comic book club podcast, which is award-winning, of course. And uh, I don't know. Do you want to interact with me? I guess you can on the Graham Velvet Joker or on the TikTok Velvet Joker 1 at TikTok.com as I'm starting to develop some content to get it out there for you guys. And uh, we love you guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in, seeing all of our craziness. And we love you. And have a great week. Catch you guys later. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>